I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what it is. It's your guy, Red Butler, and this Bliss is that pretty left hook. Hitting you with your goddamn lover. Man, Fox, Jake Paul, the problem child, Hasim Rahman, Sangre de Oro, a.k.a. Gold-Blooded. They were supposed to fight August 6th, Madison Square Garden, but that didn't happen. Why, you might ask? Well, unless you've been living under a rock and you really don't know nothing about no damn boxing, the fight was called off literally a week before. I'd say Saturday night, you know, early Sunday morning, based on how you live your life. But I was outside. I was in the. I was at a bar, at a bar chilling, lounge. Twelve a.m. You know, what I'm saying that the weekend before. Got the news. The fight's been called off. Why you might ask? Well, Hasim Rahman, a natural bridger weight. If you're talking WBC heavyweight, every other. Um, sanctioned body. Basically, reports were that he said he can't get down past 215. The fight was originally at 200 pounds, and he wanted the contract changed to 215. Now, apparently, according to Jake Paul, the negotiations went back and forth real quick. And again, all this happened because let me back up a bit, give you some give you some history, some history and all that. 
because the New York State Athletic Commission knew that in the amount of time that this fight, which was uh, Hasim Rahman was Jake Paul's second booked opponent after Tommy Fury couldn't get a visa into the United States of America for a bunch of other reasons. You know what I'm saying? They're thinking he knows where Daniel Kinahan, Irish gangsters at. This guy's on the run from the feds right now. They're not letting Tommy Fury in America. They're not letting Tyson Fury in America. So Tommy Fury was off the table when he couldn't get a visa because America ain't rocking him. They think he know where the bodies reside. Here comes Hasim Rahman Jr. Hasim Rahman's father got a name. This man is a champ, former heavyweight champion. We know this guy. His son is carrying that heavy name, Hasim Rahman Jr. Now, here's when things got crazy. Hasim Rahman Jr. claims that when he um, did a, his first weigh-in for the New York State Athletic Commission, because they was a little concerned about the weight, the weight cut and everything, because he's a natural heavyweight, he claims he was at around 220, something of that nature. Jake Paul and these guys put a video out showing that in their um, timeline, July 7th, Hasim Rahman sent a video in showing him on a scale weighing in in his home gym he lives in las vegas or trains in las vegas and he was weighing 217 his video and everything now here's when it gets crazy rockman says at some point he's the lowest he's been is 215 214 during during the um camp he says let me go to new york the fight was going to be a mass square garden let me try to do this let me try to make this weight Apparently, his camp or the New York State Athletic Commission, when they're seeing he's 216 or 215, whatever he, whatever he was, his body is shutting down or they think it's an unsafe situation for him to try to go past that threshold of 215 or so. Now, we know that Hasim Rahman has fought lower than 215. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me twisted. As you get older... You don't want to do the same things with weight cuts. But we do know that Hasim Rahman Jr. in 2018 fought and beat Damian Reed at Bowie State University. Shout out to Prince George's County. You know what it is. And he fought at 211 and three-quarter pounds. Again, that was in 2018, four years ago. But he's fought at that. Now, he's also fought higher. I'm sorry, then a fight after that in 2019, Curtis Head um, in Fort Washington, uh, Rose Cross Raceway, Rose Cross Raceway, excuse me. Shout out again to Prince George's County. He fought at 213 and a quarter pounds. Again, that was three years ago. 2020, he fought at 231 and a half. Right? 200, 2021, he fought at 269 pounds. So we're talking about a guy that can fluctuate up and down in weight. But again, as you get older, if you don't know boxing, you don't want to go down, right? Fighters normally go up. Because they get to, you know, that's like fighter privilege. You get to stay up at a higher weight class. But here's the thing. The contract was signed to 200 pounds. Jay Paul saying, you know, I was down to fight you at 205. That's what he's saying. Rockman saying, well, let me go to New York then and let's get to the weigh-in. Right? Because you, I have more days to get this thing done. You know... When his team allegedly said, we want to fight at 215, he's not going to go anything, do anything below that. And they were fearful 
of his safety or at least New York State Athletic Commission, whoever was fearful of the safety, when the paperwork was asked to be adjusted to 215, which people are claiming came from Rockmont's side, this is when apparently, according to Jake Paul, he was with it, but his team was not with it. Now, you got to understand something. Jake Paul has never fought a professional boxer before. He's been talking heck of trash to Tommy Fury. That didn't happen, right? Now him and Rockman was about to get it on. Rockman's a natural heavyweight. His daddy was a heavyweight champion. This will be the first real boxer he fights. So this is a lot of pressure on Jake Paul. Okay, let's keep it a stack. Let's talk business. Jake Paul's moving the needle right now. Jake Paul's box office. Jake Paul's bringing new fans into the sport of boxing. And with all the things that are going on, you know, in terms of people retiring, Sean, Paul, Sean Porter just retired. Right. We know Floyd is doing exhibitions. OK, we know Tank is doing good. We know Earl Spence is doing good. We know Terrence Crawford for some is an unproven pay-per-view commodity. Right. Based on what Bob Aram says. We don't know the numbers like that, like that. But based on what Bob Aram says. Right. So now he's negotiating as an independent pretty much to get his thing going with Errol Spence. So I'm saying that to say there's not a lot of needle movers outside of Devin Haney finally getting that getting that thing when he beat George Cambosos, and now we're going to see what he can do. Shakur Stevenson coming up, obviously. So there's a lot going on. The Charlos coming up. But in terms of people that's making it happen, selling tickets, selling pay-per-views, Jake Paul's one of these guys, and only five fights, and he's never fought a pro boxer before. So to that end, got to protect the package, right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
if you're on Jake Paul's team, most valuable promotions, you're probably like, bro, first of all, it's a risk fight in a heavyweight anyway. Secondarily, if we have to let my man who they claim he walks around at 195, max 200, or that he would have to gain weight to reach 205 and be at a disadvantage, he might be slower. So they're trying to say, in essence, that tips the scales in Rockman's favor because he's a heavier man. Okay. Now, you have other boxers like Ishay Smith and some others on the internet saying, dude, you spar with big guys all the time, or we as boxers spar with big guys all the time. Plus, if we're already talking 200, what's 215? What's 210? So now we're talking about safety, legacy protection, career protection, all of these things come into play, right? These are, this is when the politics come into play. Mind you, there's nothing political about a 15, 20-pound-plus man putting his body weight on you while giving you them pretty left hooks, right? However, there are clips where Jake Paul stepping to other established promoters like Eddie Hearns saying, bring anybody, any weight, I'm with it. Now, we all know this is conjecture. He's playing games. That's fun, right? It's fun to get the internet on fire. This is a social media guy, but it's out there. And when you make these claims and you take on the energy you've taken on as the problem child, people are going to hold you accountable to that. Now, to that end, Hasim Rahman Jr. signed the dotted line for 200 pounds. His dad said, and I quote, I, I have to read this because his daddy did say it. You know what I'm saying? At the press conference with Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman, flat out. And this is Hasim Rahman Sr. Flat out, I'll give you an honest answer that I don't know if my son will like it or not. But my son has underperformed and underprepared for pretty much all of his fights. So he'll be ready for this one. So the fact that he's not ready for this one is like a little crazy. And your daddy already said you haven't been preparing correctly. Now, with that being stated, Hasim Rahman is 12-1. and one. He's only one, lost one fight. He just lost a fight. Right, he lost to um, uh, James Morrison, the son of the late Tommy Morrison, fifth round knockout in April. Right, but that's his only loss. So let's not do Hasim Rahman Jr. dirty, regardless of what his daddy said. I'm sure his daddy wants the best for his son. He he's gonna be the hardest on his son. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I do with my son. God damn it! But at the same time, the man is twelve and one, so he ain't doing everything wrong. Jake Paul's five and zero, oh. so the experience was on Rahman's side, and clearly. The weight advantage and everything else was also on Rockman's size. I mean, side, excuse me, if the fight would have went on. But we got to talk about politics now, right? Because Jake Paul is the bag. He's the package. According to Steven Espinosa, who's in business with Jake Paul, he's the president of Showtime Sports and general manager. He says, if Rockman wasn't committed to making 200 pounds, he should never have signed a contract to fight at 200 pounds. He never should have told us for the last four weeks that he could make 200 pounds. It's been an ongoing saga, and I have to say it's left a bad taste in all our mouths. It's incredibly unprofessional the way this has been handled by the Rockmont camp. That's not a good look, son. That's not a good look. Steven Espinosa is big, big, big things of guan in boxing. He's making that happen. That's not what you want to hear from the, the boss man at Showtime. Steven Espinosa continues, we were given repeated assurances before he signed the contract that he was fine with 200 pounds. He saw, and his daddy, I just read you the quote from his daddy at the press conference. He said, we're we going to make it. 
We were given repeated assurances before he signed the contract that he was fine with 200 pounds. He signed the contract for 200 pounds. For various reasons, the commission asked that it be changed to 205. Jake agreed to that, Stephen Espinosa. And then on Saturday, out of the blue, we get word that Rockmaw wants to weigh 215. If he weighs in at 215, he could enter the ring at 225, 230. I'm going to pause this for a second. There was a reweigh clause. I do have some um, inside information. There was a reweigh clause for the morning of the fight, and Rockmaw couldn't weigh over a certain amount. Obviously, that would have had to have been adjusted if they went with the 215. But I'll keep going against Steven Espinosa. If he weighs in at 215, he can enter the ring at 225, 230, and that is an unsafe difference in weight. You know, at the end of the day, what you got is Steven Espinosa riding with Jake. Jake is selling tickets. Jake is selling pay-per-views. Rockman was going to make reportedly 250000 I think that's the career high for him. He's never made that much money. We already know Jake Paul's last fight, he made $2 million. So, you know, it is what it is. But what we will say is the following, right? Hasim Rockman Jr. claims that, you know, Jake Paul didn't want to fight a real boxer, period. And this is his proof in his words. It was an astronomical feat in and of itself from the beginning. This is Hasim Rockman Jr. saying this in a video after the fight was called off, which, of course, he's pissed off because he's like, oh, Jake called off the fight. He don't want to fight a real boxer. He don't want to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, when they called me to spar him, meaning Jake Paul, I told them what my weight was. They knew my, what my weight was and that I'd have to lose about a pound a day for 30 days in order to make 200 pounds. This is how I seen Rockman Jr. With all that aside, still, they knew we had a replacement ready on the side who's been doing everything I've been doing this whole camp. The Muslim boxer, Moosin Kaysen. That's Haseen Rahman Jr.'s uncle, by the way, his father's uh, brother, who campaigns at Cruiserweight and wouldn't have to drain himself. This is Haseen Rahman Jr. He could have saved the show, and Jake Paul could have fought a real boxer, but he don't want to fight a real boxer. He don't want to fight a real fight. He wanted to drain me down and fight a shell of me, which I'm not going to allow him to do. Moosin Kaysen has sparred with Jake Paul. He's been in his tra- his camp. Excuse me. He's good friends with Jay Leon Love, who's a part of MVP Promotions and part of Jake Paul's camp. These guys are all friends. They know each other and all that good stuff. Moosin Kaysen apparently was ready to go. He fights naturally at Cruiserweight. Would he have been ready in a week's notice? I don't know, but clear. But I seen Rockman is claiming my uncle was ready to go. He's been training with me. He's ready. He's on weight. He's whatever, whatever, whatever. Right now, what we have is a war of words where the people are going to have their own opinions. What we do know is that Jake Paul has been very successful against non-boxers. What we do know is in this fight, Jake Paul could have been tested by a real boxer. It could have been a situation. Now. The fact that this didn't happen, we don't know what's going to happen next, but we know he's been angling for a fight against Conor McGregor, who I believe would still have to ask Dana White from the UFC if he can do something like that. Of course, Dana let him fight Floyd Mayweather in the past, but Dana has already said he's not feeling Jake Paul at all, so he probably ain't with it. But Jake Paul, what I will say is this, right? You got to respect Jake Paul's gangster. You got to respect the fact that Jake Paul is the one moving the needle, selling the tickets. The intrigue is all about can he continue this campaign of knocking people out and rise up the ranks and do what he said he wants to do, which is eventually get a belt in the cruiserweight division. He's actually saying he wants to fight Canelo. He wants to fight all these people. 
But I seen Rockmont Jr. was a good um opportunity for you. Now that that's a, now that that's a wrap. You know, you got a lot of other boxers stepping in, trying to explain from a boxer's perspective why Jake was wrong. You got Jake trying to explain why Haseem and them, you know, they felt like they wasn't playing the game fair from the very beginning. Right now, we're in a war of words, and the only winner is going to be Jake Paul. I'm going to tell you why. He's the one everybody wants to see. He's box office. He's bringing Amanda Serrano with him. He's doing a lot for other boxers, advocating, going hard at Dana White for his pay scale with the UFC. He's aligned with Showtime Championship Boxing. There's a lot going on with Jake that's not going to de- derail what Jake got going on. So the Haseen Rahman, we wish we could have seen it because you got that name of your dad and you definitely have more um, in-ring experience. So it would have been a real testy fight, nice and spicy and all that. But it ain't going to happen. Will Jake Paul ever face a real boxer? I don't know. But what I will tell you is this. We're going to keep watching. The shenanigans stay afoot when it comes to Jake Paul. But it's all good because you know what it is. This is the pretty left hook. My name is Red Butler. We're going to keep watching Jake Paul see what his journey do. We sorry, Hassan. We wanted to see that happen. But we're going to keep watching because boxing is doing big things, baby. And I'm here to talk about it all. Shout out to the whole Up On Game Network. You know what I'm saying? My man Blanco. My man Vito. My man Dustin. My man Ricardo, and of course the big homie Lavar Arrington. I am Rhett Butler. This is the pretty left hook. And you just been hitting your goddamn liver. And I'm not on weight either. I'm gonna hit the goddamn channel. Alright? Peace.